0: Log Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 18th of February. You would think it was springtime already in Southern California. It's getting that little warm. High sunshine, no rain feeling, not even cloudy in the mornings, and I miss the clouds. I do love this time of year, so I'm hoping for more rain before this season is over. Um, Today's show, you would think, why do we have to talk about kindness? About being kind. I had somebody write on Facebook today that being kind is natural to us and, and it is so that anybody could be kind but if anybody could be kind, why isn't everybody kind? Why do we have to talk about it? Because when we are received in kindness from another person it changes the entire nature of of our relationship. It changes every single thing about who we are with that person. Trace takes a lot of strength, but it also takes courage. It takes us breaking the normal boundaries that we put around ourselves step out and believe, not only in ourselves, but kindness tells us we believe in others too. Otherwise, you'd be like, oh, everybody's crazy. Oh, everybody's this or that. But kindness has been proven to release feel-good hormones. But doing nice things does boost our serotonin that the neurotransmitters that are responsible for feelings of just feeling good, like exercise, the way exercise releases our endorphins, and it's a phenomenon, and they call it a helper's high. The kindness, there's there's this science backed behind things like random acts of kindness. They're seeing a chemical difference in people that are kind. It makes us feel better, and it centers around like the oxytocin in us. And sometimes that hormone is called the love hormone. That gets kicking in through kindness. And and the interesting part about kindness is we have been looking at it forever that nice people were desperate for approval or that they were naive or that they were weak. But the courage it takes and the strength it takes and the understanding, of our own experiences in our own lives that it takes all builds us into kind people. When we are younger, before we absorb all of our experiencing, we run around and we talk to everybody and we don't discriminate and we don't have any reasons why we hate these people and like those people. We just kind of like everybody. And we run around and we think everything is great. Did you ever hear an adult say to a child, well, wait until you grow up? And you're thinking, what does that mean? Wait until I grow up. Does everything change when I grow up? Well, it sure did for the person who said that to you. But why do we look at kindness as weakness? Even though we may say all day long it's a strength, why do we? look at it, like, oh, that person's just kind. They're silly. They just don't know better. Oh, they don't have any real problems. I have people say that to me all the time. You think love is going to solve everything. They write it to me. They say it to me. They unfriend me over it. Because the love that they're looking for, that they want, and that I talk about, them feel uncomfortable. Because if they accept a happy world, someone can take that happy world away. And that fear alone stops people from jumping into love. They have anger, which is easier, more understandable by others, than that love. People who purposely create havoc because they need it to feel like they are alive because they're accepting that over and above love. So when we talk about kindness, what about it makes the person who is kind actually happier because helping others does make us happy. It makes us feel like we have contributed to the world that we live in. We even started campaigns in America called Random Acts of Kindness, and it's like a surefire way of boosting your mood. Doing good makes us feel good as well as benefiting other people. But what is the science? Because there is a science that exists behind kindness. And it's such a big deal that no matter what you can find to complain about in life, there is definitely a chemical reaction to being kind. When we are kind, we make ourselves better. Which makes, and I call this, and I got this from one of the baseball people, from my son's baseball mentor, JD, and he said, just be concerned about your 50 feet. Whatever's 50 feet around you is what you can do something about. And if you can do something there, let's take that thought a step further, that will grow into somebody else is 50 feet, and somebody else is 50 feet. And that's how it grows. But kindness, they use as a treatment for pain, for depression, for anxiety. There is a hospital here in Southern California called Cedar sinai And they found that people who come in with pain or depression or high anxiety, that when the caregiver asks them questions, listens to the answers, responds to them, pays attention to them, symptoms of what they came in with tend to scale back. That's why a lot of people are like, wow, this has been bothering me while I was at home, and then once I get to the doctor, it's gone. It looks like I I made this up. You didn't make it up. But what happened is you released chemicals of receiving that kindness. And it does make a difference. If you are having a bad day and somebody just gave you a way into a lane instead of trying to cut you off and make you feel like the whole world is falling apart, it it relaxes us. It makes us feel like someone heard us or saw us or acknowledged us. And then that feel-good brain chemical, it shows up. It releases that dopamine effect. Sometimes, like when somebody lets another person cross the street instead of tries to drive quicker than they can walk across it. The person looks at you and smiles or waves and they don't know you. And they don't have to know you. But they do know something about you. That you are kind. That you are patient. Being angry with the world and then trying to calm yourself down at the end of the day. A recipe for anxiety and depression. Being kind in your world gives you a sense of your place in life. Like, well, this is all I can control. This is what I want to do something about this is how I want to do it, and this is why I want to do it, and these are my intentions, that, when you can think like that, lets you know you have a working relationship with yourself, and because you know what it takes to help yourself, you get this and, and the more endorphin, like um, that kick when you're running, that helper's high. And you respond to it. And even if you might have twisted your ankle, another person twisted their ankle, you would feel less pain and more power to help yourself. Even if it's a physical thing that goes down. it's there's something about us, that when we put kindness on repeat, you know, we don't mute it, we don't pause it, we don't save it for some people. It's just who we are wherever we go. That's that's a life changer. And nobody has to know what you're doing. Let's say you're walking by a parking meter and the parking meter has a minute left and the owner is nowhere to be seen and you pull out a nickel or a quarter and you put it in there and it gives them a few minutes to get back to their car. Nobody ever has to know, but you know. And it does make us not only feel better for the moment, but overall feeling better about ourselves and feeling better about the communities or the towns that we live in But there's another thing that happens with that. Because you know how energy, there's always that energy exchange and you're exchanging energy with the world. What happens to you? A lot of good things start to happen to you as well. And you go, wow, and then this happened and then that happened and then someone says, well, you're just lucky. But what we focus on What we are is what we get. I see Liam wrote in the chat, at the same time, we can't do kindness. We be kind first, and then doing kind things comes natural. I read a study about smiling. It said, although smiling helps, there are genuine smiles and false smiles, and only the genuine smiles release the good chemicals in the brain. Well, no matter what we do that's false, That takes a lot more pressure. However, that being said, if you are upset and you force yourself to smile, that first one might not feel so good. But there's something about smiling that does change things. There's times when I feel really stressed. And I know I'm stressed. I could feel my body's at attention in a different way. I feel like there's something I need to do, and I need to do it quick. doesn't mean that I'm depressed or anxious. I just feel stressed that I need to do something in this situation. I always say to myself, how I deal with this will make a difference in the outcome. And sometimes it may involve dealing with somebody whose marbles all aren't in a row and understanding that their marbles aren't in a row instead of trying to preach to them and teach them and they're resistant to that. Just simple, flat out understanding that that's what's going on allows me to be myself and to think clearer than thinking how I'm going to convince somebody of something that's none of my business. I don't need to convince others. So understanding kindness always goes back to us. How kind am I to me? What pains do I take to take care of myself? Because you will find that that little love hormone, the oxytocin that kicks in, it kicks in when you take care of yourself so much so that you know that taking care of someone else, it, it's like it starts exchanging energy with people. You start finding the right people instead of the ones with the problems because you're not focusing on problems if someone comes at you with their issues and their anger, you definitely will know it is theirs and not yours. Live behind kindness is self-awareness. It does take a lot of knowledge, learning of lessons, having been mistreated in life and turning it around, having been taken advantage of and understanding what that means and understanding that if you are kind, there is no expectation as to what to get back because every situation is treated with respect. Even if you are exiting a relationship or a situation that isn't so great, If you exit it with kindness, you will get closure. If you exit it with anger, what happens? The anger is just still there, festering. And every time you think about it, you get mad. And you know, no one's going to take advantage of me like that ever again. Says in your brain wow, this situation was not a good one. I need to ask more questions on the front end. This is how I'm going to get out of this situation. And I will be more careful in the future. In that sequence, there was nothing that said, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I did this again. Oh, my God, people stink. I don't want to deal with people anymore. I don't want to know any more new people. I don't want to help anybody. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And we go on this negative rant. There's no feel-good hormone in that negative rant. There's no feeling of a positive energy exchange. And right now, the way things are in America, because a lot of things are changing right now, all the old institutions down to the Boy Scouts are either filing for bankruptcy, having sexual abuse um, issues, having some kind of abuse issues, all this stuff every day. The news is just littered with this. And this morning when I heard the thing about the Boy Scouts, I go, wow, the Boy Scouts too? They just filed for bankruptcy because they got so many sexual abuse cases put against them. And I thought, "Well, even like those safe little institutions where we send our kids to be better people, and the people that are teaching our kids to be better people are abusing our kids. Who do you trust anymore? was a way I could have gone with it. But instead I said, well, I'm glad they caught it. The places we used to overtrust is overrated. No matter where anybody is, no matter what group they're in, no matter why they're there, there needs to be a lot more transparency. We live in a time of cameras, people who say they didn't do something end up being on camera doing it and then they admit it people slander each other through Twitter and then go back and recant but what they really wanted was to get that first tweet or social media post out and get the impact and maybe a third of those people will see the apology or the recant we are seeing mental illness In the pure, plain public view? We are watching the old world, the old institutions, the old way of thinking, tumble down, one lack of kindness after another. One lack of kindness after another. We are watching what the absence of the strength and courage that it takes to be kind over just getting what we want from other people, abusing other people, hurting other people. What it's doing is it's raising kindness to the top. Because now, when we run into someone's time, we were like, wow, that person's put together. That person knows something we don't know yet. And they're able to act on it. Hey, that person did that and they didn't even need anything back. That's weird. People don't do that anymore. Why would they waste their time? What an idiot. Heard that. Sometimes when, and it doesn't happen as much anymore because I don't participate, but when people used to write kind of pretty funky things on my page, I used to get in this whole dialogue with them because I used to believe that they actually wanted an answer or at least a healthy debate. But then it was like, no matter what I said, it was like the gentleman caller in Origins of Truth. It just kept getting worse and worse, and no matter what I said, it was there was something wrong with that and something wrong with that, something wrong with that and then finally, I started looking at those things as distressing because I was hitting my head against the wall at somebody who actually didn't want an answer, they just wanted a debate or an argument, which is fine, but they're much easier to have when you're not writing them all out. So what's happened to me over time is that people who deal in kindness, I will deal back with. With that passive aggressiveness that comes in and and pokes and pokes and pokes, I don't deserve that. And I don't want to exchange energy with it. It's not my thing anymore. I realize that people have limits now. And I realize that if I just do what's right from my heart, that that will allow me to exchange energy with the world that wants better. I don't want the tugging at my ankles and pulling my feet out from under me. And I used to accept that and wonder why I would stay in place. And it was because I needed kindness. I needed to believe that people believed that kindness works. And I found those people. Naturally. For them. Making space in your mind, in your life. And what you do and how you interact with your partner, how you interact with your friends, how you interact with your coworkers, how we interact with each other on social media, because that's a forum, another way of communicating, tells us, reflects to us the deepest part of what lives inside of us. So many levels, we think no one can see us. We really do. Even the smartest of people, they have this idea that no one can see what they're thinking. And all you have to do is be present, and you will know, because energy will always speak before words. There are people that you will meet in life, and just by how they stand, just by how patient they are, by how they've listened to you. And they may not have even said a word yet. And you know that they're coming from a place of strength. And it is not a surprise when they respond to you in kind. It's funny, I have become accustomed because we've kind of run amok in, in the U.S on a political level and on so many different organizations' levels because a lot of people just weren't doing the right thing that were in charge of doing the right thing. So it's a shock and awe every day of another thing tumbling down. And like I said earlier, the Boy Scouts was a big example. That's just today. By tomorrow that will be forgotten and there will be another worldwide institution that is facing people that aren't doing what they are supposed to be doing. And it made me think, when I was younger, my mom was still alive, she used to tell me, and if you were a regular listener of the show, you will have heard this, but she said to me, Nadia, when you grow up, when you grow up, the people that we were all supposed to trust and that we trust now, we will not be able to trust. And the people that you thought you would never trust will be the ones you trust. But the ones in the uniforms and the ones in the titles and the ones that are running things, they will not be the people you can trust. How she knew that blows my mind. She is not here to have seen that. But her words, at the time I thought, oh, there's no way, how could that happen? Because when I was 12 years old, the world was a lot simpler, even though there may have been chaos. There was less advertisement of that chaos. And life was pretty simple. If one person was killed, And it was in another state, we would hear about it and it would just throw, it would like reverberate through every backbone. And now we hear a bunch of people killed in a Walmart or at an event or at a school. We're having a hard time reconciling right now. It's a very interesting time in our world. But what can we do? We can be kind to ourselves and to the fifty feet around us and allow ourselves to live in that world and create that world around us, and that is what we can do. And it does make a difference because if it makes a difference in your life, it will make a difference in other lives. We have to focus on the positive or there will be no positive to balance all the crazy that we see. And there's so many great people to meet when we step away from the news and social media. Just for a time enough to reinstate our belief people are great. You guys, I'm already done. I will see you tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Have a great Tuesday. Bye-bye.